Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the crossover podcast that is Old Bollocks. This is just me telling you that wherever you are listening to this, please check out um, the description. You can watch this show on the Old Head video channel or you can listen to this podcast on the Talking Bollocks podcast, which is what you're listening to now. So without further ado... Let's crack on with some old bollocks. Hello and welcome to Old Bollocks. This is a new audio and video podcast, which makes this intro even weirder because Stephen is sat opposite me nodding while I'm doing this. Um, So hello. Uh, This is kind of like the meeting of minds. It is it is the old head show and talking bollocks coming together to make old bollocks, which is me, Howard H. Smith. And my good friend, old head or Stephen, depending on on how you want to address me. You know, well, I I made the mistake of calling you old head in the past, um, and that just—it, I mean, you know, it didn't really work, did it? You know, first name old, surname it, head. If sometimes I I refer to myself as old head, sometimes it's Stephen. I haven't really come to to a, a, a firm grasp on who I am. I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine. Well, I I called myself H back in the day. You know when when we first, when we put out Acid Rain's first group of albums, I was called mm. H on the back of them. Little did I know that it would take me another thirty years to find out that that H actually stood for hyperactive in ADHD. <laughs> so there you go. that's that's funny because I was always wondering about the H because I was all like because H is for Howard but then when you write it as Howard H Smith I'm all like is that just repeating the H from your first name yeah that's exactly what that is dude yeah well basically it's like it's the updated version because if, if Acid Rain came back as they did in 2015 I'm not going to assume everybody watching or listening to this knows this um, you should know that uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, go watch the You Bands You Should Know video. Yeah. Um, so um, when we came back, I thought, well, I can't come back as like H because everybody knows who I am anyway. Well, not ever yeah. that again. Oh, shit, that sounds arrogant. I do apologize. But so I just thought, I, I can't basically do the teenage thing I was doing anymore. So the H, yeah. the, the, the H in the middle is just a, it's a throwback, it's a reference. That's all. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, it, it is interesting because you, you guys did kind of do away with some of the traditions but I, I think that that's a good thing you know like yeah. the, the the apple core thing I think that yeah. was used on the first seven inch you guys did it, and then that was and then you retired yeah. that and then on the liner notes you don't say something about graciars anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's absolutely right and you know why not because we're not 19 anymore exactly exactly um, I mean and if somebody could have told me at the time we were recording the fear it might be a good idea to not start the album referencing an advert to peanuts because in <laughs> because in years to come it will mean nothing you know but, but there's a part of me that thinks that there's a there's a charm to that because it's because it, it almost just becomes like it's just your thing on the album like it didn't exist as an ad before it's just what you guys decided to do well well funnily enough i'm going to get i'm going to name drop here so get ready to catch it um, All right. I, I, I was talking with um, James Murphy and he, he, he always thought it was when the nipples will strike. And he sent me a message. <laughs> he sent me a message saying, don't forget when the nipples will strike. I'm like, what are you on about, dude? So, like, so he thought all those mouth noises were you guys sucking on some tits there, well, is what it was. Well, I, I, it's, 
bizarre, isn't it? But the weird thing, the most bizarre, the most bizarre part of the conversation, he was like, was was when he replied, he was like, "Man, I'm so embarrassed." The, he said, "The amount of times I've listened to that album and I didn't know what it said," and I was sat there thinking, "You've listened to it?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. But um, so anyway, should we? Um, do you want? Do you want to like tell everybody how this came together? The fact. Yeah, that, you know, it, it's 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 funny as, as as we're talking about acid rain. I mean, clearly that's how it all started. Was I did a video, a bands you should know video, uh, about acid rain, and um, it was I guess I did a good enough job that uh, Howard himself contacted me and said, you know, great job. And, and then I ended up getting access to their new album prior to it coming out to do a really good review on it. And then I joined Howard's Patreon and I'm a, I'm a loyal Patreon subscriber. Plug your Patreon real quick. What is it? Is it just Howard H. Smith? Do you, do you know what? I was, I, I was just going to butt in and do that anyway. This is, <laughs> this is going to work really well. You've cle- yeah. You're clearly two or three seconds ahead of me mentally. Um, yeah, it's, um, patreon.com forward slash Howard H Smith. Yeah. And it's, and it's definitely worth it. Cause not only does he share some cool old shit from back in the day with acid rain, but also he does different, uh, like a radio show and different interview stuff that you don't get to hear on his regular podcast, which is talking bollocks. Oh shit. I didn't want to say that word. Yeah. I, sound, <laughs> I sound awful when I say it. That's another reason why I want you to intro every episode because I say bollocks and it just sounds it sounds. It's, I don't know. Do, do, do you know when when you when you say bollocks, it sound it sounds like um, somebody saying in the 18th century, you know, like, <laughs> like bollocks, absolute bollocks. Um, well, I, but, I'm old school that way. Yeah, yeah look, it's it's look, well, you're you're you're, we- you're wearing uh, a very old school t-shirt. It's Mordred, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, so yeah, it's it's come together, and there was there was a feature oh, yeah. that, uh, that I started recently. Yep. Um, and um, and it's basically doing a doing a patron only podcast once a month with a patron where we talk about new releases and a classic album. And mm-hmm. and we did the second one together, and it went really well. And we were both, you know, you said towards the end, look, we should do a part two. And then I put it out on the uh, on Patreon, and everyone just started saying, "Yes, do part two. This is great. Really enjoyed it. Do part two. And instead, we we thought, why just keep the love for patrons? Let's let's spread the news. Yeah, and honestly, um, I was I was pretty surprised at how quickly this came together because I just made a little remark, a little cheeky remark, saying like, "Oh, old box is a good name. We, that should be a thing." And then very quickly, you responded. I'm like, "Oh shit, this is really a thing." And then oh yeah, it's, and literally within a couple of weeks, here we are looking at all of you guys out there and and bringing this new show to you guys. But that that's that is that's how I work, as I'm sure you're well aware. It's like yeah. a, good, a good idea is a good idea, and it's a good idea now. It'll be a good idea in three months with loads of pissing about and needless emails and messaging. Yeah. And do you know what I mean? It's like we we and in in case anyone in case anyone thinks by the time they get to the end of the show, yeah, it sounds like it only took a few minutes <laughs> to come together. Um, but um, but we to be have, fair, I mean, that that intro song that you hear at the beginning of this, I literally wrote and recorded that in twenty minutes. <laughs> and you and you sent it and you sent it to me and I was like, "Yep, sounds good. That'll do. That works. Works for me." Um, but um, so I, the, the one the one thing that we'll have to keep in mind here, especially for people out there, but even even for you, is that I did tell you that I was going to try not to fanboy too much. So even at the beginning, you notice I, I start talking about acid rain, and I'm going to try to not do that. But right. you have to keep in mind. So let's put it into perspective. 
My favorite American band is Metallica. My favorite British band is Acid Rain. So in essence, I am now doing a show with James Hetfield. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm a little excited and nervous about this. So it's one of those things where I'm going to try to be a professional here. So she can destroy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear you say I am the table. Oh, God, no, definitely not. That's going to be one of our one of our classic albums we do is going to be Lulu, you know, because it's uh, okay, coming, that's, coming up on that, an anniversary. That, that, that's one of the classic albums you're going to do. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I'm just going to listen to your opinions a bit like the album we're going to get to later on. But, you know, yeah, let's ju- let's jump into it. Uh, do you want to should we start with the new releases? Yeah, yeah. I figured maybe we'll we'll talk. We'll each talk about. Maybe we'll go back and forth talking about the new releases we want to talk about, and then we'll the the, the main feature, the headliner, if you will, would be uh, the classic album that we talk about. Um, yes. Which in this in this case, some people probably would say it's not a classic, but I I do. <laughs> uh, well, the, I, and, and the thing is, that's why that's how I you know that's why I wanted to suggest it. I mean, we, we'll we'll put it in the description, so you know, yeah, it, yeah. there's no secret. It's State of Euphoria now. Um, I'm not. I'm not a fan of State of Euphoria. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I, it's just between. It, you know, I don't. I don't. I don't particularly like it. But I'm interested, and I know it was how you discovered Anthrax. That's why I stepped away from trying to argue with you about it that you were yeah. wrong. <laughs> um, but um, I'm. I'm interested to hear, like, you know, why you like it so much, what you like about it, and also, yeah. I think, you know, from from my perspective, I'd like to take you know, I'd like to take that and apply it to my listening experience as well and go back to the album yeah. and go, you know, wow, that, maybe he's got a point, maybe he hasn't. But I feel yeah. that'll be that, that's more interesting anyway, because I figure there's going to be plenty of albums that you and I both love that we can just ejaculate all over for 20 minutes or whatever. But, exactly. and, <laughs> but... and to be honest, and to be honest, you, you've got your own podcast for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So so let's jump into new releases though. You want to go with whatever your your first your first newer album that you want to talk about? Um well I'm I'm going to start to I'm going to start because I'm a man of contradictions. I'm going to start with an EP for the okay. for the new albums. Um and um uh, and it's it's called um The Life Project. Now um, the Life Project is, um, uh, he says, trying to sound knowledgeable, but getting the details up on his phone. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, it, now, the weird thing about this is, uh, yeah. f- first up, have you, have you listened to any of it? Yeah, I actually listened everything you wanted to talk about. I went and listened to last night. Yeah. So, D- so. Ditto. In, and, yeah. And, in, and including today as well. Yeah. Now, the thing about it is it's, it's Josh Rand from... Um, uh, Stone Sour, who I have got next to no time for. Not the man, Stone Sour. Um, yeah. Just middle of the road, mid-tempo, Corey Taylor ain't doing it for me. Yeah. You know? Um, and he's put a band, He's well, not a band, but he's basically, he wrote everything, he did everything at home, and then he got um, Cassandra Carson, who is the singer and guitarist from a band called Paralandra. Now, I... I had never heard of her, to be honest. I, yeah. You know, I didn't know who Josh Rand was. Yeah. And I, I can't, I, I think it was, it was sent to my Talking Bollocks email by one of the PR companies that I get stuff from. Yeah. Um, and I just clicked on it. I, I don't even know why, but I just, and straight away it was the first single, um, which is called Ignite. 
And I just sat, I mean, first of all, it sounds great. The production is huge, which mm-hmm. I like. The guitars sound great. The guitar tone sounds great. But then this, and this is a compliment, this howling banshee comes in over the top of it and just took my face off. I mean, what a voice. What a voice. I mean, I would kill for a voice like that. Um, it, she's just incredible. And, and as much as I like the songwriting and... You know, uh, Josh has done a great job on the songwriting and it sounds great. For me, the star of the show is just this incredible vocalist. She's her ability is just just mind bending. And mm-hmm. that I mean, just the chorus of the very first tune, you know, that's like, and she's just ripping it. And and every you know, there's, and there's also there's five tracks. It's not all like really heavy. There's a there's there's also a um uh ballad in there as well but it's doing for me what i love which is when i first listened to it i was like yeah opening track um ignite that's still the one for me and then as i listen to it my favorite changes mm-hmm. and for, and for me that's the sign of something that's really great so um the band is called the life project um, you can find you can find it pretty much everywhere. I think it's Nuclear Blast is the only place you can get physical copies from. Um, and funnily enough, I was on Nuclear Blast today looking at physical copies, and that was when I noticed that they were also they were had physical copies um, of the pre-sale for the next Carcass album, and that had complete I'd completely missed that fucker was coming out. Oh, I, I already pre-ordered that shit. <laughs> oh man, I honestly I I feel like some of my some of my metal credentials should be withdrawn well you get you get a pass because you're part of the metal scene i'm just a, i'm just a nerdy fan and so like i'm i'm the one that has that's following everybody on all platforms waiting for shit to come out so i can pre-order the color of the vinyl that i want <laughs> D- dude if i'm if i'm part of the scene then you are the scene you know oh, that's shit, like- I, I wish i wish i wish i had if i if <laughs> if i had more say over the scene you would hear a lot more interesting music out there <laughs> uh, yes yes and a, and, a, and a lot more interesting production that's for sure that too. um so um so yeah i i love it did did you get anything out of it um honestly no i i yeah, cool. i i <laughs> We, we, I don't. I'm not the kind of person that just talks shit about stuff. But the, but the only thing that I could equate it to, and I think this is because of where I live, because I grew up in Austin, Texas, which was at one time referred to as the live music capital of the world. Which now it's a complete joke when they say that. Even before the pandemic, there was yeah. basically very little live music happening, and most of it was kind of that weird bridge between hard rock and blues. And so the stuff that's on the live project EP, while it's well done and they're good songs and all, I feel like I heard 30 to 50 bands every year that sounded like this in Austin. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's, that's, uh, do you know what? My, my best friend who, you know, uh, we, we discovered metal together. Well, no, I introduced him to rain in blood. So, you know, I win. There Um, you go. But, but, um, he said, like, I, I, I mentioned it to him and he played it. And he was like, you like this? <laughs> he was like, what? With what, what's, what's wrong with you? I was like, look, 
I do not know, but I've, you know, my mind is open and anything yeah. can wander in there and take root. Yeah, well, that's the, I, that's the know. cool thing about, I think with music, especially open-minded music listeners, because sometimes something that on paper shouldn't necessarily be something that connects with you. It ends up doing it. And there's sometimes there's no explainable reason for it. Like that's happened to me over the years. I've gone from hating a band and then I get a little bit older and a song comes on and all of a sudden I feel something for it. And I'm like, this is unexplainable. Why all yeah. of a sudden do I want to listen to this? Yeah, yeah, or- absolutely. And the, and the weird thing is, the weird thing is music, music, and I, I do understand you're married, but um, music is a lot like, you know, like girlfriends, you, you know, it's like, it's like, <laughs> look, this is just, like, you know, I'm, I'm done, I'm done. And then you bump into each other years later and you think, whoa, hang on. What was there's there's still something there and and I and I genuinely think music is like that because it, it's it's a it's a love it's a it's yeah. a deep it's a deep sense of attraction, um and that's and funnily enough the the scenario you're talking about I think leads us nicely into one of your new releases you know a band that maybe you haven't really been into before and. I might be the only person that you know who also likes them. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm yes, I'm dropping the clues like a motherfucker here. <laughs> so we're so we're gonna so we're gonna talk about the new uh, Descendants album. Is that what we're gonna we're gonna talk about here? Well, you know, let let's the new in inverted commas Descendants album. Yeah, hold on. I, I even got I got my vinyl here of it right here. Oh, very nice. Just because called- that's that's what I do. It's called uh, it's called Ninth and Walnut for um, for listeners. Yeah, for where they for where they uh, I guess that's where they practiced. And then and the cover art is a, a a garage door, which I'm assuming that's you know what's in reference to. But it is apparently songs that were all written between 1977 and 1980 by the original lineup of the Descendants, which would end up recording like Milo goes to college. Um, I think that's the only full length that that full band is on other than the, the fatty yeah. P and then, uh, but so they got together in the early two thousands to record <laughs> these songs that they didn't want to put out back then. And then more recently, Bill Stevenson sends the files over to Milo and Milo puts updated vocals. I don't know. I don't even know if they recorded vocals back in the day, but Milo did them now, but he still, he still sounds like the guy from the eighties to me. Like oh, his... uh, uh, Milo! Milo sounds like a teenager who's about to go to college. Yeah, his his, his voice is timeless, which I absolutely adore because yeah. it's like every time he sings something, it's like I. The weird thing is, every time he think he he sings something, I have a mental picture of him in my head singing, and then I'll see him doing an interview or something, and I go, "Oh yeah, he looks like that now." Because yeah, <laughs> we all get older. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> But it's it's interesting because they I was very excited about this album because the first few songs they released were all really good. Now I do have to say that one of the songs they released is the best one on the album, and that's a <laughs> that's a song called Nightage or Night Age, depending on how you want to say it. No, no, um, night Nightage is good, yeah. Nightage, and so um, so it's like you know, eighteen tracks, all ranging around the one minute or slightly above mark, and it's funny, like even back then the amount of melody and catchiness that they can just cram into a minute of music. It's yeah. insane. And yeah. um, so some of it's, some of it's not as strong as other songs, but overall the vibe of the album is just, is really fun. If you're a Descendants fan, 
it's great. I, I think that if 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 somebody's not into the Descendants, I don't think this is an album that's going to win anyone over. But it's um, it's a lot of fun, and that's all. Honestly, that's all I was really looking for. And just sometimes, you know, that I think it's becoming a thing. You know, with older bands now that you're seeing them go back and record stuff from the past. Like you know, Mr. Bungle's a yes. really great example of that. Where um, and yeah. I honest, I honestly like that. I like hearing a mature take on stuff that wasn't necessarily uh, commercially released. So demos and, and whatever. Yeah. I like that kind of shit. Now, when it comes to a band just fully re-recording some classic songs, I, I'm not, I'm not on board for that, but, but this kind of project is something that I'm really, I get really excited about because I'm like, Oh, these are songs that most people haven't heard. And Bill Stevenson did a, a as he normally does an incredible job making a sound yeah. that sounds kind of old school, but and timeless at the same time. Yeah. Um, and so like, I gotta, I just gotta give it up to them because it's not, it, it's not anything unique in the descendants catalog, but it's absolutely fun. Did, did you get a chance to hear it all the way through? Um, I, I did. And bearing in mind, I have, you know, I have a descendants and all tattoo on my leg. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm not the most tattooed person. That's how much I love the band. Um, I listened to it once and I went, well, I've done that now. Um, uh, 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 well done lads. Glad you did that. I, I mean, I, I, I like, I like the project for all the reasons you said, and I love the fact they've done it. And mm. I actually, I, I love the fact they've done it more than the end result. That's, and that's, that's, that's the, that's the, the pretty much the only thing I can, I can really contribute. How did you feel about their last proper album though? Was that one that you listened to multiple times or was that more of a one-off thing as well? Uh, no, oh, no, 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 no. Um, original Descendants, orig- like, like modern day original Descendants. Oh dude, I yeah. was all over it. I had the T, I had, I had the T-shirt, the album and the EP package. Like, you know, oh, okay. you know, the, the, the more, the most music and the most merch you can get in one package. Yeah. I'll have that please. <laughs> um, I, th- I figure if you yeah. have, if you have the band tattooed on your flesh, then you probably get the, the big package um, for lack of a better. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> now, can, can we be clear that I have not had a tattoo on my big package? Um, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it is, it is on my leg. Um, I, I, but um, uh, no, I, I'm look, I'm still a fan. I think the last yeah. album, Hypercaffeinate Spasnate was better than, um, uh, than Cool To Be You, which yeah, had, it, had its moments, but mm-hmm. it, it was a little bit, uh, I'll use a, re- word, a word that apparently reviewers use. It was a little bit lackluster. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm honestly, I don't think they've done. They haven't done a bad album. I, I actually got to see them on the Everything Sucks tour. Me too. Um, yeah, and uh, and that was a big deal for me because I got into the Descendants in the late, no, the early '90s when they were they were split up already, and Summary came out. How how did you get into them? Uh, the movie Pump Up the Volume with Christian oh, Slater. Wrong answer. <laughs> the, the, the correct answer is, well, actually, Howard, thank you very much. It was you. You're wearing a Descendants T-shirt on the back of Moshkinstein. Well, no, because I lived in America where you couldn't see Moshkinstein. Nobody knew it existed oh. over here. <laughs> <laughs> so later on, yeah. I, I saw yeah. that. But yeah, there's a there's. A, I'm, I'm, you may have seen it, the movie Pump Up the Volume with Christian yeah. Slater. And I, I, he I, plays I, he plays Derwiner Schnitzel 
in yeah. on the on and as soon as I heard that I was like who the hell is this? And then I went to the store and bought the Samari cassette and I've been a fan ever since. And, and that movie did so much good for them, which is great. But for, for, for a kid in England who's yeah. into this completely unknown American punk band who've, who've split up before anybody even really knew who they were. I mean, I met John Peel at, a, at an original lineup of Napalm Death, DRI and Holy Terror gig years back mm-hmm. and, and thanked him for I mean, you'll have to you'll have to do an insert here and explain who John Peel is for 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 non-British viewers. Well, he's he's known over here as well because you brilliant okay for a very for a very long time you would always see bands release albums called the Peel Sessions. Peel Sessions, yes. And so and so he was. I mean, he was a guy that had a radio show and he played cool shit and had the okay. bands come in and record special sets for his yeah. radio show. And yeah. so he was. A, he was. He. I mean, he wasn't huge over here, but he was. For music nerds, I think everybody knows who John. Peel well, is. I well, I you know I was lucky enough to bump into him at this gig and say, look, thank you for you played the Descendants one night, Hurt and Crew off Enjoy. And also, oh, that's how you got it was through John Peel. That's that's John awesome. Peel, and yeah. and and in return, I sent John Peel a Moschenstein demo. He only fucking played it. Um, nice. That's why he gets the thanks on the album. And if you go online to if you if you if you Google John Peel. There's a website called John Peel's Record Collection, and it's literally his record collection. And you can drag your cursor along and you can click on every record in his collection. And wow. indeed, there is a copy of Moschkinstein by Acid Rain. Nice. That's awesome. I made sure the label, I made sure the label sent him one. Um, but anyway, I, hey, welcome to the world of tangents, everybody. That's <laughs> hey, this is this is yeah, that's the one thing is that we can, we we'll have a plan. But if we don't let these conversations stray a little bit, this would be a really boring, it'd be just like missionary position sex. And then that's all you get. No, no we're going to give you doggy and wheelbarrow and all the other positions that you could, you could imagine. <laughs> do, you, do, you know, do you know what we're really missing? What we're really missing is a personal assistant in the corner that we can tell to Google things. Um, and then we can both pretend to be Jamie Jaster. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that honestly, like on the on the the pot the cranked and ranked podcast, sometimes we Google shit and I will edit it out so it just sounds like we're super smart about everything we're talking ah. about. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure you edit that bit out as well. Oh, oh yeah, get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, the game's up. <laughs> um, I, I guess let's move on to the next one. The next album you want to talk about. Um, well, okay. So we, 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 you start, well, I, well, I'm going to pick one that I, that I know for a fact that you will have been listening to as well. And I don't, I, I genuinely don't know if you're going to thank me for this tip off or, uh, or whether you're going to be going, yeah, not really getting out of it, but then, so you know, what's coming up It is King yeah. Buff, it's King Buffalo, the burden of restlessness, mm-hmm. which I discovered properly old school way the artwork spoke to me, love. I saw the artwork and I thought, <laughs> love, that speaks to me. And, um, and, I, and I just clicked on it and I, and I thought, I, and I was literally, I kind of went in my head. I was saying to myself, just, just give it a chance. Just give it a chance. You like the artwork, give it a chance. Don't click off, click off after five seconds if it starts with keyboards and a female vocal, you know, just, just see what happens. And it came on and I was like, mm, this is intriguing. This is intriguing. And then I click the next song. This is intriguing. This is, and, and the service I use, you get a minute of each. And I was just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to have this album. 
Uh, for me, I don't know about you, for me, it's hypnotic. It is, it, there is something about this album that great for driving, running, cycling. Um, it, it's, uh, I, I don't, when, I go, when I go running, often my thoughts will crowd music out of my ears and my, my thoughts are louder than the music I'm listening to. But if I go running, um, listening to this, it, 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 everything kind of tunes together. And, and I, you know, it's, I'm, I'm sounding like a real hippie here, but it's, <laughs> it's just, it is just, it, it's, very, it's proggy. It's got great vocals. They're a trio. I mean, what? It's just, I've, I've absolutely gone head over heels for this album to the extent that yesterday I bought it from the band's website. And um, yeah, basically the CD's 10 bucks and, the, and the and the and the postage is sixteen bucks, so it's cost me twenty. Shit. <laughs> yeah, so it's good. And when it arrives, I bet I bet I get hammered for a for an importation fee as well at the post office. Um, wow. But but it's I mean I've got I've got to have that motherfucker on CD. And unfortunately for you, some amazing vinyl, but it's all sold out. Yeah, um, I, I all the things that you said about it, I I agree with you about the because it is a not only that it's a really well produced album <gasps> good like point. it sounds really good so that's that's the thing is that this is an album that you recommended on the last time we we talked and well it was the, I, the, the very first the very first episode of old bollocks which wasn't even called old bollocks because old yeah. bollocks hadn't started yet yeah it was the it was the demo of old yeah. bollocks <laughs> Um, but you, but I, I had the same reaction where you told me to to look it up, and I saw the artwork, and I love that album cover. And uh, I can give or take the band name, but that's you know neither here nor there. Yeah. But um, but when I put it on, all of the things that you said, because you referenced Tool, and then you referenced them, you know, not being afraid to sit on a riff for a little while, and all those things are great. I cannot say that this is not a bad album i can say that i got a little bored right because yeah. to, to put it into context i'm not a fan of modern tool like the yes. tool that's come out the last few albums it's good there's no way i can listen to that and go this is shit but i can say it's too repetitive um the songs you could take a chunk out of one song and put it in another and i wouldn't even know that you did yeah. that and this album has a little bit of that where it feels like they came up with a really great vibe. And then they said, cool, let's do six more of those. And then they did six more songs like that. Um, yeah. But it, but that being said, if you're a fan of that sort of hypnotic thing where a song kind of revolves around one note the whole time and it's got some odd time signatures and it's, it's dark, but not like super heavy dark. Um, yeah. Then this is an album that I think that, that, that you would love. But yeah, I just, it, the repetitiveness of it, it, I started to not be paying attention to the music anymore. Because a lot of times when I listen to things, um, I will sometimes just sit down and like yes. nothing else is going on in the room. Yeah. And I yeah. will, maybe I'll glance at the album artwork or whatever, yeah. but I'll just be listening to it and I'll listen to how things are panned in the mix and how... You know, you know, how much reverb is on that snare? Can I hear that? Like, you know, all yeah. those little things I listen to. But then after a couple of tracks, it really, I got to the point where I found myself forgetting that I was listening to it. Yeah. And so um, that's really uh, well, the only fault the album has. 
I, I completely agree with what you said, and 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 I, I, including everything about Tool. I mean, the high watermark is still anema for me. Yeah. Um, that's that's anema, anemia. Does anybody know how to fucking say it? I don't know. I, I don't um, know. But I, for me, that's still the high point for Tool. Um, yeah. Undertow and, is my favorite Tool uh, album, but I agree that arguably that album is better. But yeah. Undertow, yeah. Undertow is the one I saw them on the tour for Undertow. And it was really my first proper concert was seeing Tool in 1994. I saw, I, I saw, the first time I saw Tool was when they supported Rage Against the Machine. Oh, that, that would have been a fucking great show. Dude, that was a tour. Yeah. Oh, that was a tour. That was a yeah. great show. The funny thing is, I remember the, the band I was in at the time, the, I went and watched with the bass player and the bass player was just, just found Maynard really annoying and referred to him, looked like, he, he said, he, he, said he, looked like, he, he looked like a cat trying to cough up a furball. Um, and, <laughs> oh, yeah, and you know, exa- you know exactly what you mean yeah, with Maynard, yeah. Maynard's kind of performance. But, um, but yeah, I, I, look, I, I agree um, about, the, about the forgetting that you're listening to it as well. And and, norm, and, and, and again, it, like the previous thing I mentioned, the Life Project, which is not something I would, I would normally kind of be, that it's not the kind of regular listening. Mm-hmm. Neither is this. This, is, this isn't my kind of regular listening either. But for some reason, I've gravitated towards it. Um, and I like, and, but, but I agree, it does, it does tend to go on a bit. And there are times where you can go, uh, have I? I'll have to check my phone and see if, see if like repeat, repeat is on. Is repeat yeah. on? You know, yeah. is this the same song three times or am I the third song in? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, but don't get, but I, I, but I, I love it. I love it. There you go. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the one thing I want to get across is that for people who are interested in that style, like this is really good. It's a really yes. good album. It's, it's just, I, I like my things to be a little bit, especially these days. Um, I want it to be as much as a band can fit into a song with me going, oh, I didn't expect that. Oh, what was that? Which brings me to uh, this album right here. The uh, Mordred, the Dark Parade. Mordred, the Dark Parade. Um, So I'm already a big Mordred fan. Um, Who, Who isn't? Who isn't? Come on. I got I got into them. Well, I first heard them when I when I was really young and they played uh, one of their videos on Headbangers Ball in like 1991 or something like that. Oh, dude, dude, way, way to make me feel like an old bastard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, and you're not that much older than me, though. What are you like six years, maybe seven years older than me? Because I was I born don't... in seven. I was born in 78. What year were you born? Right. So I'm a, I'm nearly a decade older than you, though. So I'm I was born in 70. OK. All right. So, so, and, and the thing is that, listen, funnily enough, listening to you, listening to Cranked and Ranked and listening to the two of you, right, and, and, uh, and I forget the other host's name. I do apologise. Would you remind it's Ed, me? It's Eddie Sparks. Eddie Sparks. I mean, hello, Eddie, by the way. We're, <laughs> and, 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 you know, just because we live in the same country, I know England is small, but Eddie and I haven't met, okay? <laughs> um, but... Um, uh, to hear Eddie saying, like, you know, I was really, you know, well, I, I got to see Metallica for the first time in the Hardwired tour. And I was, I was just like, oh, God, I feel ancient. You know, well, I it's really a, it's a, do. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 but it's really interesting, just everyone's perspective, depending on when you come into something. Because um, that's what makes it really yeah. interesting to me is if, if you're, if, if I literally do a podcast with 
with one of my friends from school and we talk about music, it's going to be the same. We're going to be saying the same things to each other. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, with, with Metallica, first time I saw Metallica was in also in 1994, um, which was, they, they were on the tail end of the super fucking long black album tour. And there was no load in anywhere in sight yet. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, back to Mordred. Yes. Oh, so, yeah. We to- totally got off on a yeah. tangent there. So Mordred, the, the, the one thing I'm going to say is that I, there was a lot, to me, there was a, a, lot, a lot of hype and buildup that I created for this album because I was already a big fan of theirs and right. they came out a little bit ago with, um, with a, with an EP and there was a song from that EP that came out, um, which is called not for you. Is that what it's called? I think it is. Um, and, um, I, I, and I think so. Yeah. And I absolutely loved it. So from that point on, I'm just like, I can't wait to hear what the full length sounds like. And I have to admit, like I am, I like it more than I thought that I was going to like it. <laughs> and the re- and the reason for that is I sat down and listened to it like I said I do and every single song I was like I don't know where this is going I don't know what the next song's going to sound like things would pop up whether it be uh, a sound effect or a key- or a keyboard part or or the a vocal choice from Scott all these things would happen in the album or just go I this is fascinating and I cannot predict where any of this is going and then at the end of the day after the album finished i was just like i gotta listen to this shit again because it was they they have done exactly what i want more bands to do especially older old school bands because you know unfortunately if we see now now i have you on on the show with me i'm afraid that eventually people from some old school bands will watch and you're gonna hear me saying shit like overkill needs to stop putting out the same album over and over again yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, yeah and so with mordred it's beyond what i thought they could do and it, it almost seems like they made choices to sort of go against even what they're known for because there's a little bit of the sure you got the the dj pause like record scratching on it and you've got some a little bit of funkiness and some groove to it but even like scott's vocal delivery he changed it up a little bit from what he used to do and it's almost like he took a little bit of a hip hop influence. Uh, and, and then when he sings, it's, he doesn't sound like the same dude, but he still sounds like he has such a great control over what he's doing with his voice. But I just like the fact that they didn't just say, Hey, everybody loves in this life. Let's make music that sounds kind of similar to in this life only now. And they could have done that. And probably the metal community would have been like, hell yeah, album of the year. But like in this case, they made me happy because they put out an album that I keep wanting to listen to it again, because there's so many things in the songs where I go, that's badass. And then the next thing I'll go, I didn't remember that part. And that's fucking cool. And so I have nothing but great things to say. Uh, My only gripe about this album is that uh, production wise, as a mix, sometimes the vocals sit way too much on top of everything. And I'm just like, Oh, they need, they, they should have found a way to, to to fold them in a little bit. I mean, I'm not an engineer, so I don't really know exactly what goes into that. But um, but it does it does sit a little bit too high sometimes. But other than well, that, absolutely great album. Well, well, tip from the top: the vocals should sit just in the mix. The vocals should sit just above the snare drum in in, in metal. Yeah. That's where the vocals should be. 
And for me, way too many metal bands have the vocals uh, way too loud. And a yeah. prime example of that for me would be Lamb of God. I was just, I, I'm just like, like, yeah. just like, just back the fuck off a bit. You know? <laughs> and I, why, are you, and I, why are you yelling at me for the whole album? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the singer, remember, you know, and I'm, I, but, and for me, for me, you know, it, it needs to come together. Well, look, I, I, I've got to be honest, right? I, I've had this probably longer than you um, because I was, I got it through other means. And, yeah. um, and that doesn't mean I stole it, by the way. Um, and, um, <laughs> and I found it kind of tough to listen to initially. Oh, really? Yes, I did. I found it tough to listen to initially. Um, well, I've, I mean, I've had Demonic for a long time, the song Demonic. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I kind of, I, I don't know, I, I just started, there's something stuck and I started playing it a bit more and a bit more. And I'm initially, I was like, yeah, you know, right. I, I like three of, I like really like three of the songs and the rest I can take or leave. And then I was like, mm-hmm. no, I really like four of them. No, I like five. Right. Well, basically there's eight songs on it and there's only one that, that I don't like and I don't like it for stupid reasons. I don't like it for nothing to do with music. Okay. Can you tell me which one that is? Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I, I, I'm never going to leave anybody wondering, you know? Good, um, good. Um, I mean, I've, I've been doing stand-up comedy for 25 years and one plug, thing... plug that too. Go ahead and plug that too. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, you know, click some links, motherfuckers, whatever. Um, <laughs> but um, I... Um, I in comedy, I, I used to do quite a lot of topical material. Now, the trouble with topical material is that um, you can have a gag that is absolutely 24 karat gold. It is killing every night. And then after eight, maybe 10 days, you have to drop it because it's not topical anymore. Yeah. And there's a rule in comedy as well, is that you, if, you, if you have to say to everybody, hey, remember at the beginning of the year when this happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, just get a crowbar out and try and get your topical gag in, you know, that is no longer topical. And it's a wonderful message and it still stands today. But the song, um, the song I Am Charlie is so gratuitously out of date <laughs> from from the events that it refers to that yeah. it's like you may as well be about Krakatoa you know I, it, yeah. or, or the Spanish Inquisition that's but that's that's my comedy brain so I do realize I'm being exceptionally hard on it and it is still a great message but for, it, it just it irks me and yeah. you know no one's looking for irk you know <laughs> not, yeah. not when they're listening to music so my my apologies, but um, my, other than yeah, my my di- yeah, I didn't get that from that song, but I can totally see it. But my honest, but my honest opinion is, um, it, it's it, it's just it's just great. I mean, I've I've talked I've talked to Scott a lot about this. I've had him on the podcast. I've had him on the Acid Rain page doing live, you know, live chats and all the rest of it. And we're desperate to tour together as well. The Acid Rain Mordred tour. You might you might even make it over here for that. Shit, um, I, if, if anything was going to pull me over, it'd be that kind of tour. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to like hide in their luggage as they uh, fly over to the UK. 
Brilliant, brilliant. Well, I, and, and I, look, I, I love it. I know the amount of work they've put into it and why it was delayed and everything else. And it is just, it's, it's worked. It's a great comeback. And an album that is not great, in my humble opinion, is Amazonia by Gajira. Wow. Okay. We were, okay, we're, we're moving over to Gojira now. So, um, well, I, we, I've, I've, I've only got, I've only got 33% battery left, mate. I thought you, I thought you, uh, I, I thought when you told me you were going to change, you know, rethink this album, I thought you didn't like it and now you do, but it's well, the opposite. Now, right. Now this is a really interesting, and I'm glad I sent you that message when I did. I mean, I've had a couple of drinks, right. And, um, I, I sent I sent Stephen a message um, a couple a few days ago before recording, and I said like, like I said to you I think I might have to rethink Gajira because I'd been playing highlights of it to a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and he was going, "This is like this is really good," and I was sat there going, "Yeah, what the fuck's wrong with me? This is oh. this is <laughs> this is really really good," and. And then I tried to listen to the album again and fell asleep. It's, oh. it, it's, it, it, and what I found was, hey, these bits are amazing. And do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to now recall your review of Fear Factory, which nobody has heard that we did on the first episode of this that is unavailable. So don't worry about it, folks. I'm going to recall, <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to recall your review of Fear Factory and say, that's what Gajira is doing for me. I go like, oh, yeah, no, this is cool. Oh, man, what a riff. Oh, what a groove. And five minutes later, I'm like thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner. And then I remember the new Gajira album is on. Now, I, I have a long history with Gajira, you know, mm-hmm. that started many albums ago. And I bought all the up trying to get into them when I couldn't. And the one that cracked the door open was Magma, their last album. I was okay. just like, I was like, that is awesome and it was in my albums of the year um this isn't even in my albums of the month um and the the weird thing is all the constituent parts are there it sounds great there's some Mm -hmm. great moments there's some great riffs but i i i find it i find it i'm starting to find i'm starting to find the french weirdness contrived I'm as oh let's let's do a song called the chant and we shall just make noise for a few minutes and then we shall we shall bring the riff in <laughs> and I just think and I'm like you know this is why we left Europe motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I say I I kind of I'm kind of with you on that because I I am I'm a I'm a Gojira fan but I they're they're not progressing quickly enough for me. Um, I got into them on the way of all flesh, which I still think is a really great album, but this I, one was another one. This is another one of the, their albums that I listened to it and I really like it just like with King Buffalo. I can't deny that it's a really good album, but really there's only two tracks on it that I went back to. And I remembered their names, the song newfound and the song, uh, uh, is it the chant? Yeah, the chant. That's what it <laughs> is. We, I, there's only two songs I can remember the name of, and I can clearly see you reading them off the screen. <laughs> well, no, because I because I'm trying to remember, like, because when after when I finished listening to it, those were the two that I went yeah. back to look at, and I go, oh, those were the two that I really liked. But the the similar thing with both of those, if I remember right, is that there's more singing in those, and so uh, yeah, I think I, you're right. Yeah, I almost want Gojira to pull a mastodon. 
and just get rid of the whole extreme kind of thing. Cause I feel like if they went full progressive, I think they could do some cool shit, you know? Yeah. And so I, yeah, I do, I do. I like this album, but I want them to come out with something where I don't expect what they're doing. And so I, I'm kind of with you on that. Um, and, I, and again, I, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to come across as such a cunt, but people know, you know, people who are aware of my opinions will probably be expecting that. Um, I, I find the whole Amazonia thing uh, a bit contrived as well. I just, I, it's like, I, I, and again, I'm aware it's just me. I was exceptionally half about the I am Charlie. I'm not apologizing for it. No one else lives <laughs> in my head, you know? So they, they, you're only going to hear this from me and, and other idiots. But um, I, I don't know. I've, j- I've found the whole like, oh, you know, Amazonia. Oh, you know, we need trees. And it's like, yeah, and look left and right when you cross the road. I mean, fuck. I, yeah, we're aware of this. <laughs> Test Testament Testament was singing about save the planet in ninety one. Yeah, we yeah. are we are aware of it. I don't eighty nine. Fucking eighty nine. They were singing yeah, about that. That's it. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I don't need patronizing to death. Right. Okay. And by yeah. the same token, people may be listening to him saying, yes, but people still aren't doing anything. Yes, you're right, but I don't see any government in the world hearing Gajira Amazonia and going, do you know what? Fuck it. We really do need to do something. Yeah. Yep. The French boys, they're onto something. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I do. It, 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 some of their shit does get a little samey in their approach, whether it be lyrics or just in using a particular guitar pedal on a certain part of a riff, which they've done on other songs. And even though like, I'm such a basic bitch when it comes to like the squealies or pinch harmonics on a, you, yeah. you do a really badass pinch harmonic, even though I've heard it a thousand times, I'll be like, Ooh, that's fucking tasty. But do you know, <laughs> I know what you mean, but there is a riff on this album where it's And I was thinking, is that on magma? Is that on I, th- <laughs> I think that's also one of the two songs that I really liked, but it did uh, yeah. remind me. It, it, it reminded me a little bit of "Becoming" by Pantera, which is like, <laughs> you know, it's like. So I'm like, all right, these guys are still doing some dime bag kind of stuff. All right, talk about complete opposites: sophisticated French musicians and American rednecks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! That is yeah. brilliant. Can you make? Yeah. Um, uh, well, look, I, 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 have you got another new release you want to do? No, no. Let's move on to if we're if we're if we're going to have a dying computer, which yeah. just just so everybody out there knows, Howard was completely unprepared and unprofessional, and he doesn't have a way to charge his computer, so it's his fault that this episode is probably shorter than future ones will be. Yeah, now we got that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, no, no. My 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 apologies, everybody. And I have actually been round. I did actually spend half my day trying to get trying to find a charger, and it turns out that my my laptop is super weird um, and has the smallest kind of charging hole there is. Uh, let's move on, otherwise this will become a podcast about small holes. Um, <laughs> so yeah. cl- classic album. So now is the part part of yeah. the episode where we talk about a classic album that we've chosen to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I thank, thank you for the, uh, the brilliant description. <laughs> um, and, and I've got to say that I, I, I hold my hand up. This was, this was my idea because, uh, because I think, I think, you know, there's, there, there's something to be got out of a, um, 
we, you know, we will decide what's classic. So you listeners out there and you viewers out there will decide what's classic and feel free to argue, but it's music. There is, yeah. there is no right or wrong. It's art. You either get it or you don't. And it's that simple. It's just opinion. There is no, there's no linear. There is no negative and positive. It's just straight ahead. Now, I know that you love this album. I haven't got a great deal of love for it, but I think that's more interesting than than what you would normally get, which is either two people slating it, two people loving it, or two people arguing about, oh, I love it, well, I hate it. And I just, I, just want, I just want to know what it is, what attracted you, you know, the story of the album for you, your highlights, the things you like, the things you don't like. I mean, yeah. you know, and all of that. I listened to it today, mm-hmm. all the way through, including the extras. I must admit, when I say I listened to all of it, I did skip one song. Can I can I be honest? I skipped that song too. Because <laughs> I've heard that song enough times while I like it. It's uh I've heard it enough. When they started playing it on uh, the last time I saw them when they were on the bill with Slayer, I I I was just like me and my best friend just turned to each other and we were just like if if I was a, if I won the lottery, I would offer this band like probably a million dollars to never ever play this ever again anywhere anti-social is what we're talking about and we're talking about this album i'm, I'm always gonna have my vinyl on hand because you know brilliant brilliant yeah absolutely um, state, of, state of euphoria um so wait so yeah. to quickly jump into to how i found it because um so this i heard this album first in early 1990 so Persistence of Time hadn't come out yet. This was the last Anthrax album. And I was in junior high school and there was a girl in my class who was kind of a rock and roll kind of chick. And she knew that I was into the hard rock shit. So at that point, I wasn't listening to metal. I was listening to Skid Row, Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, uh, Def Leppard. Like that's what I was, that's what I was into. Well, but by the same token, that that was uh, there. There was a time when that was actually metal. Well, I mean, yeah. and some of it, some of it is heavy. I mean, you know, you yeah. can give it that. And so, um, and so, I the only metal that I can remember hearing was on. You would see music videos for like uh, um, "Breaking the Law" by, by Judas Priest, and I'm always like, "This is metal." I'm kind of not really into this because it's kind of dumb. And, um, and well, and then, welcome, welcome to Judas Priest videos. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I heard, um, I saw the video for one by Metallica, but I remember as a 10 year old kid or 11 year old kid, I was a little bit scared by it. I was like, gave, gave you nightmares. I, I was I, like, this I, is fucking insane. <laughs> do you know what's, do you know what's really weird is that I listened to the episode of Cranked and Ranked this morning where yeah. you talk about all of this. So now to be talking about it face to face with you is like, it, it, it's like, I, I don't know where I am. I don't know if it's morning, evening or daytime. <laughs> am I awake or asleep? I have no it's, idea. It's, in, it's Inception on Old Bollocks. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. so, it's, incep- uh, it's Inception in small holes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, so back, to, back to the rock and roll chick in my school. Yes. She knew I listened to this stuff. And so she let me borrow two albums, one of which was the debut album from the band Trickster, and, uh, the other one was State of Euphoria by Anthrax. And the, yeah, be, because that's a, that's a perfect pair. That is, they, I mean, they I think she was, 
I think she was thinking of what she thought I was going to like and trying to turn me on to something better. <laughs> and so you owe um, that girl. You so owe I do. that girl. So and I yeah, I listened to the Trickster album one time. And uh and the and once I put on State of Euphoria, so not only was it my first experience with thrash metal, it was my first full-on metal album that I had heard. Wow. And it just blew me away because before that I knew there were things that I liked that the guitars did in certain songs, not knowing that they were called riffs, but you started to hear, I started to hear that with, with this album. And I'm like, this is like, it literally opened up a whole new world of what I wanted to listen to and led me down the path of getting into metal yeah. and, um, and heavier shit and mostly thrash. Cause I love all thrash metal from that period of time. Even, even the, the also ran bands that aren't, that sound like 10 other bands that came out in 1989. I still like that because I enjoy the vibe of it all. And so yeah. I understand why people don't think state of euphoria is as good because it doesn't have an, I am the law on it. Yeah. You know? Um, and then at the same time, if you look at persistence, persistence of time feels like a more solid, cohesive, statement of an album than state of euphoria does so state of euphoria is more just like a collection of songs um some of which aren't quite as memorable as other songs that they've done so i absolutely get people not liking it as much but for me it there is a vibe on this album that just if i if i think about what i love about thrash metal it's it feels like this album. There's like a liveliness to it. There's a lot of cool riffs on it. It's it's fast. Um, there's a little bit of like you know talking about comic books, talking about you know Stephen King, talking about social issues. You get a little bit of that in there. So really, it's just like you know, it's it's almost like the bottom floor of thrash metal. Like get get in here and learn about it, and then now we're going to take you up to the top. And so um, I'm never going to argue that it's better than some of their other albums. I argue against people that complain about it sounding rushed. And I always say the only reason people say that is because the band said it was rushed. If they had well, never said that. Yeah, I, 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 I agree because um, it doesn't sound rushed. It sounds, and especially the, the, the remaster, which is fucking gorgeous. I mean, the yeah. production, that production is best, better than piece of um, um, uh, blah, 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 Among blah, blah. the Living. And no, Time. Yeah, yeah. I think it you. sounds better. I think it sounds better yeah. than Among the Living, also. Yeah, yeah. No, I no, I agree. I think this is where the the production matured because we all know about like the rows that went on about the Among the Living production, yeah. and persistence of time. I think it's a bit it's a bit overblown the production. Um, mm. Whereas with this, it, and Scott has got his guitar tone. This is the first time the guitar tone's perfect. Yeah, and the yeah. and the drums are massively improved from Among the Living. They, they don't, and and don't forget, Joey sounds fantastic on this album. He like, does, but unfortunately, it's it's for me, it's his weakest album. And do you think it's because of the lyrics or because of his performance? Um, some of the lyrics I d- I don't like for the same reason that you do. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I I, I am I am going to be picky, but. And I'm going to be a twat because there's no answer to this, but really, skr, 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 schism. Skr, I like that. Skr, skr. How, how, how the fuck that song gets out of the rehearsal room, I'll never know. Um, but no, I, for me, that highlights an issue that I have with the album. And that is, and this is, and, and this is a typical Howard H. Smith um, useless conclusion. 
the whole album for me is a bit na 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 na. The vocals are follow the guitars too often. There is, I, there, I, I can see that. Yeah, that uh, I for me, you can get away with that once, yeah. like once in one song. Plan of the Damned, the chorus, right? Okay, that's there's that's you can get away with it, and it sounds great. But melody lines have to work in tandem with what's going on, not do what's going on, do the same as what's going on and just do it higher. And there there are too many moments on the album for me where the guitars are following, where where Joey is either following, well, he's following the guitar, he's following the main riff. And that is where, for me, Rushed comes in. Yeah, I honestly, now that you're mentioning that, like I immediately think of three songs in a row, not in a row, but on the first side. I mean, I mean, be all end all. He follows the, the guitar line. My, my favorite song on the album, which is Make Me Laugh, that there's parts of that that follow the guitar line. Who Cares Wins, that follows the guitar line. So I get, I get what you're saying, which is why I said, like, like I don't, I, I understand the argument that it's not as good. And um, I just don't understand, I don't oh. understand it being. Uh-oh. So it's still recording and Howard disappeared. So <laughs> he's, he's calling me right now. He's calling me right now. I'm still, I'm still filming. Just so you know, I'm still filming. And oh, I don't need to have this up to my ear because it's technologies and I have, a, have this. Um, I'm, doing, I'm doing an outro. I'm like, Howard disappeared. So that concludes our uh, discussion of uh, State of Euphoria. <laughs> and yeah, that will teach me to leave my charger behind. Not that I did it on purpose, but there you go. So apologies for that. Um, that's episode one of Old Bollocks. It's going to be coming at you monthly. It's going to take the same format, new releases and a classic album, and it's going to be dropping in. So check out um, Old Head's YouTube channel, follow the link, subscribe there, and obviously subscribe to Talking Bollocks if you haven't already, and you'll get Old Bollocks and Movie Bollocks, all sorts of bollocks in your ears. <laughs>